All right, welcome to Against the Odds, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you with heel producer Jim Cunningham and my wizards of wagering, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, and Darren, the parlay kid. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Hey, Sal. What's going on, buddy? You can catch these guys on extrapoints.com every single day. They're giving out free picks. And Harry insisted that I tell you he has hit four in a row. In co- I don't know how it's, it's happening, Harry. You uh, So many, a barrage of curse words, swear words on our text from what you're losing money left and right. But you've somehow hit four in a row on extrapoints.com. Fortunately, I'm not, uh, yeah, I haven't straight betted them. Uh, I'm just giving out one pick, obviously. And I'm four for four. But my parlay is just. It's one thing or another that, that falls apart, but still four picks in a row and going back to the NBA tonight. Yes, we have a little break from uh, college basketball. I think I'm, I'm glad we have a break here. I mean, I, I got to say, Brian, Darren, I, I love football. It's my favorite sport to watch. It's my favorite sport to bet on. But I feel like I have it in check in terms of not chasing like mm-hmm. if I lose bad early in the, the late afternoon games, I'm like, all right, it's a loss for the most part. I won't double up or triple up on the Sunday night game. But these basketball games, they do something different to me. I don't know what it is. I, maybe it's the way the games are stacked the first weekend. Yes. But I'm like, all right, a 12 point favorite just went down. That ain't happening again. Right. Uh, and 20 minutes later. No. OK, if it happened again, it's not happening again at 345. <laughs> like. I, I'm just out of control. Brian, Darren, you feel the same way? It's just it's, feel the it's same way. So I feel yeah. like for me, at least, uh, and I think brother Brian would say the same thing. We do that constantly in UFC. It's like the same thing, right? Because yeah. it's like you might lose early and then you just chase the whole rest of the night. Same mm-hmm. thing with this NCAA basketball, just the way it's everything is staggered. The mm-hmm. games are perfectly timed. You could jump on something else. Uh, you know, when you think, oh, well, this one's done already. Let me jump on this one. And it's it really just seems to snowball too. like it. It just doesn't seem to work out. Right. It just never works out. It's a weird if you took an analytics or a statistics class, you would immediately within one session, you would learn that, that it's just not the case that if one thing happens, OK, the other thing is going to happen the next time. But and after 30 years of gambling, I haven't learned this. And whether it's blackjack or roulette or whatever it is like. You, it's still in your mind. Like, yeah, all right. Well, big favorites, big favorites, big favorites. There's going to be an underdog next or the opposite. I just, I can't shake myself of that. Brian, oh. I know you're in the same boat, right? Yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm chasing. Uh, somehow I've managed to, I, I didn't, I thought I was going to get really killed this weekend, especially with Illinois. I didn't get too killed. I guess I chased okay. But, you know, when you're chasing, you're, not only chasing men's basketball, I am chasing women's basketball. I mm. the, the, there was women's games later than men's <laughs> yesterday, so I'm putting money on Oregon nice. last night. I'm putting money on UCLA after I lost some of the men's game for the, for the women. I'm putting on UCLA, so <laughs> I am chasing with everything. You are, yeah. He's bisexual when it comes to uh, betting on these sports. He doesn't care. Well, Sal, you know, you, you and I over for the, for many years, many years have gone over the schedule when this uh, when the tournament happens, and normally always. Uh, I know it's it's different this year with the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, but normally they would play an early game out for the second round games, and then they start in with two, three, two or three games in the uh, after that. Now they've gone one game in the morning or early game, and then one again, and then hit you with the games not till afterwards to have d- double mm. games. I don't know. So you're basically only betting one game, then another game, and then you get to load up on all the games to load up on if you're chasing again. Yep. Okay, G- Jim, I want you to isolate that, and I'm going to try to listen <laughs> to that 15 times and see if that makes sense. So there's one game, well, you know what and I'm then saying? there's another I mean, game. No, you're, I don't you're know only, what you're saying. How's you're only, supposed you're, to know instead, of, instead of after playing one game, then there's two games or three games at the same time, there's only one game. Then there's only one game again, and then they load up after. <laughs> Joel I love Solomon. The, I oh. love the one, the one, the one. One more, one more time, Aaron. The one. I don't understand. How does this pertain to what we're saying? Bet doubling up. There's eight because games because now out there's yesterday. more games to bet on later on after you lose the first two. If you lose the first. I see. Okay, so it's worse. Well, I meant for an example of Illinois the other day. You guys were all over Illinois, so yeah. you got smoked. And now you can only go one game because the next game is only a one game uh, instead of oh, two Jesus or three Christ. games at the same time. So now okay. you got to wait and hopefully you win the second game until 
Now, if you lose that, you got to triple up all over the place. Wow. All right. Um, anyway, this is uh, it's, it's <laughs> rationale like that, which explains okay. why our degenerate trifecta Cinderella scholarship contest went down oh. in spectacular fashion. So here's what I did. I said, meanwhile, I'm going to give out North Texas. Meanwhile, you didn't take North Texas, so I don't know what you're bragging about here. But I asked these guys to take a Cinderella team. That's simply what I said. I didn't say anything about a 12 seed. But as it turns out, they took they each took a 12 seed. The Parlay kid took Georgetown. Um, Bro the Bride took Winthrop. Harry took UC Santa Barbara. And the idea is we were going to assign a student to each of those schools. And last week on Against All Odds, we had those students on. They're very nice people. Um and they had so happened to be 12 seeds and we're very all over the 12 seeds, which were minus 370 that a 12 seed would advance. And the first one did advance and it was Oregon State. <laughs> um, unfortunately, the other three went down. <laughs> and so and so instead of they're getting five hundred dollars per win, they get nothing. I don't know, Joel, what are we doing? Or Jim, we're sending them one hundred dollars or or maybe Harry's um, explanation of the of the schedule on tape. I don't know what, what, what are we sending these people? I think they're getting a hundred dollars, They're getting a hundred dollars each. And, uh, uh, hopefully Harry will take them to dinner next time they're in Arizona. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Joel will give them a Dennis Rodman t-shirt each and then, uh, we'll send them on the way. But that was, uh, that was sad. And yet so predictable. Why didn't we take the 12 seeds? Well, we we should have parlayed your guys for and against your 12 seed. Yeah, right? well, you you said that immediately. Once Oregon State won that first game, because they yeah. were the first one, you said, this, the next this is, three are going to lose, aren't they? And we're <laughs> yes, all, we're right. all like, yep. yep. Yeah, there was no doubt. Happen. There was no doubt, right? So I think we were encouraged to take 12 and up, right? So Yeah, right. We, we, we're, so we're thinking of the 12 seed uh, has historically done very well. So Fine. we'll help yeah. people out. We'll take. We'll basically all take a 12 seed and uh, right. that's what we would do. And who who would have thought that? Well, we all would have thought that we would all go go over yeah. three. It figures. We apologize. Our apologies to uh, the three uh, students that came on. I yeah, that was Har- terrible. That was terrible. It was Mike and uh, but Harry. What was your uh, student's name? Um. Good. See, this is why we can't win. There's no concentration at all. There's Mike? no dedication. No, mine was Mike. No, not everyone wasn't named Mike. Harry, for God's <laughs> sakes. Uh, let's, let's pile on the misery. We have a hotline now. Jim Cunningham, heel producer, got us a hotline at 818 too. Valley number. It's not so easy good. to get, uh, 818-208-1681, 818-208-1681. It's one whining moment. We can't be the only ones losing out there. Leave us a bed ache or a bad beat or, and get emotional and we'll play it to the uh, music, uh, the one shining moment music. We call it one whining moment, 818-208-1681. So far, Jim, who is on there? It's just some guy who took Harry to dinner or something, right? Yeah, there's been a couple people, but uh, yeah, one guy went to dinner with Harry, apparently. Interesting. Do you remember this, Harry? Oh, yeah, that was uh, Mastro Steakhouse. Great time. (laughs) He's actually right. right. Is that right? That's what the guy said. All right. So I don't, I don't know that a guy, that guy was passionate or lost enough or whatever, but one Duke, whining Duke moment. graduate, Duke graduate. 818-208-1681. I, yeah. I can guarantee you Harry did not lay a, a penny down for that meal either. Yeah, no, right, Harry? no way. He probably vomited on the table. Though. Yeah. Nothing. He's not even saying anything. Our, yeah. All right. Now that we've heard about how uh, bad we all are, now it's time to deep dive into the collectively crushed soul of the degenerate trifecta in a segment we hate to call bed aches. When a bet makes you sick and you make the wrong pick, it's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. All right. Well, with all the bragging Harry wants to do, four in a row on extrapoints.com, he, you know, he claims he didn't screw us in this Cinderella scholarship contest. He thought he was misled into picking a 12 seed where he had all kinds of 13s and 14s as winners. But anyway, um, it's not all uh, it's not all uh, Skittles and rainbows for you, Harry, right? Give us your bed ache. You have a lot here, don't you? I do. Uh, you know, the, the, with the, I took a money line parlay on the second day um, and I took uh, on, excuse me, on Saturday and I had it Atlanta Hawks plus 190 on a, uh, against the Lakers without LeBron. They win the game early in the afternoon. I had Abilene Christian plus 345 on the money line against Texas. 
wow, that was fantastic. For all the pressure in the world on that kid at 47% free throw shooter, he makes both to beat Texas, which is, of course, amazing. And then UC Santa Barbara, who I had in the contest, at plus 290 on the money line, winning the whole game, outplayed Creighton pretty much the whole game. And that all the kid had to do, it's extend his arm a little bit more for that layup with three seconds to go. They Mm. win the game. It goes off the rim. Lose. That was about seven hundred dollars. And then and then on uh, yesterday, I needed on a parlay for five hundred. I had a great parlay. I had uh, UCLA money line, Michigan money line, and under on a seventeen and a half point uh, for Zhang for the UCLA at seventeen <laughs> points. Um, I had uh, Dickinson Dick- for oh, mi- for Michigan over rebounds. Over rebounds. rebounds. I had. Uh, uh, Wagner over 13 and a half points. All I needed was Wagner, Franz Wagner for over two and a half assists. He had two assists in the first six minutes of the game. So I'm not even looking at that. I'm not even sweating it because he was only had six points at halftime. And brother Brian, no needed him too. Cause he had him over one and a half on three pointers. So I was rooting for Brian. We were trying to get points, but I wasn't even worried about the over under in the assists. He doesn't get an assist the rest of the game. $500 because he didn't get another assist. He had two assists in the first six friggin' minutes. You needed three. You had two in the first. Harry, let me ask you, are you a real person? I'm just looking. It just hit me now that I, I might just be imagining a lot a lot of this. Uh. <laughs> All right. Think about I hope, that. I hope, my, I hope my, uh, my account that I bet with isn't real. That's what I hope. <laughs> it is. Unfortunately, it is. All right. Oh. Think about it. You don't have to answer just yet. All right, Brother Bry, what's your betting? Well, yeah, I had a nice streak going during the week on my extra point.com uh, picks. I think I had six in a row. I needed a Weiss camp or Weiss camp, however you say it, for, for Iowa under 15 and a half points against Grand Canyon. Um, he had some, he had gone under in this number for like six of his last seven games. Um, the game was never really in doubt, but Weiss camp had 14 points with 15 minutes left in the game. He was getting to the line a lot, but with a minute left, he still hadn't scored. So I'm like, Wow, I can't believe this bet is actually going to win. It's going to—they're up thirteen at this point in time. Uh, Grand Canyon uh, misses a shot, gets a rebound, then of course hits a three with I think thirty-four seconds left. They're up, they're down ten now. Grand Canyon on the inbound, they end up fouling Weisskamp, goes to the line, uh, drains the first <laughs> one, drains the second one, uh, goes over. Uh, those are the last points of the game. Go, Terrible, you know. So he scores sixteen. It goes over the fifteen and a half, and I'm going nuts because I was, I really thought I was like, I. Th- it was one of those things, you you know, you think it's going to be a loser, and then you're like, wow, I can't believe I'm going to win this, and then right. it's like, holy shit, I can't believe I lost that there. All right. That That's gets into one. the you know whether or not you foul. I guess if you're Grand Canyon, I guess if you're down ten with thirty seconds, it's your last game of the year. I guess maybe you try and extend it. I don't know. It's one of those yeah. things that's weird. Also, your Grand Canyon, so anything goes. <laughs> My God. So. All right, Parley sure. kid, take it to the ice. Yeah, a uh, uh, little NHL action here. So with everything else going on, I've actually been pretty good with my my hockey stuff. Uh, but I, I loaded up. Uh, well, I didn't really load up in terms of money-wise. I, I stood a chance of winning a lot of money at an eight-team hockey parlay on Saturday night. So you got to picture, like, on Saturday night, we're watching basketball. But I'm also into this uh, NCAA wrestling tournament, which I'm glad to hear we're all fans of uh, NCAA wrestling right now. It seems fun. Like. I think we all kind of bonded over that. But I hit my first. I didn't. <laughs> Harry. Yeah, Harry. Harry's the only I didn't. one. Harry's the only one. Uh, but um, yeah, so I hit my first seven. This seems to happen more uh, more than you think with people who play parlays. So I'm seven for seven. I got a twenty-five to one parlay oh. playing out. I have the Carolina Hurricanes uh, to defeat Columbus. I'm not watching the game. I'm just following the game literally Mm -hmm. like minute by minute on my phone while watching everything (laughs) else, especially now in the third period. Carolina goes up 2-1 in the third. They give up a goal with 30 seconds left. It's 2-2. And we've talked about before, I've been terrible in overtime. I've been in such a bad streak. I think I had lost like eight straight hockey games that I bet that went into overtime, right? So... I'm like, this is not a good sign. Well, anyway, in the overtime, Carolina scores. Okay, they, mm. they, uh, they score. I see it. I check. I'm looking because after, after what happened to Harry with the ESPN app, I check like multiple apps. 3-2, Carolina wins. I win. This is a good win for me because I got Carolina on a few different things, including a 25-1 to 1 
uh, thing. Uh, Third, I, I don't know what it is, but 30 minutes later, I'm just looking at my phone and I oh, I no. see that it says 3-2 Columbus. I, so now what am I doing? So now I got to go back to like the play-by-play. I'm looking at like the minute-by-minute, like what's happening here? So as it turns out, the goal got overturned, but it literally took them at least five minutes to overturn the goal. Uh, uh, many tweets out there saying, you know, Carolina won. So goal. Gets I mean, you got to you got to go to like the Library of Congress and like look this up. Like, <laughs> so this, now, like, I'm, yeah, now I'm digging it up. Like, what the heck just happened? So yeah. as it turns out, not Carolina loses, but they also had a, a power play the last two minutes of that overtime. So it's a four on three distinct advantage in overtime. Don't score. Go into the shootout. Go up two nothing in the shootout <laughs> oh, and on. lose. Oh, come on. That's imp- right. What? How does this? Yes. And they lose the game. They lost. They went they went up two nothing, but it was so it was goal, no goal, 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 no goal, goal, no goal, goal. I lose. One, uh, one, 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 one. Brian, what are the live odds on a team up two two goals in uh in the shootout? Oof. Yeah, I know it's gotta be like fifteen hundred minus or more. Yeah, minus yeah, minus two thousand. Sal, I, it was a bad one. And especially because uh, I, I had chalked bad. it up. Like I said, I chalked it up as a win. I was a good 30 minutes into chalking it up as a win. Uh, so that was a tough one. I know that took a little long for me to get out. I don't even know what the moral of the story is. That's that, all right. You feel better, though, right? No, <laughs> not at all. I don't, oh, you don't that's feel the thing better. Is, we never feel better about talking. Like This isn't like you go to some therapy that's session true. and you could talk about it and you I feel know. better about it afterwards. You know. Yeah, why do we do this? All right, Jim, play the music and, uh, and, and make us feel good again. Bet makes you sick And you make the wrong pick It's a bad egg It's a bad egg Ah, uh, yes. Bet eggs brought to you by Prop Swap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets all season long. Prop Swappers have been buying and selling teams like Loyola and pocketing thousands of dollars every day. Prop Swap is offering the best odds in the country because you're buying directly from other bettors. And all sports books have Baylor at like three to one odds. Baylor selling on Prop Swap at six to one. For new customers, use the promo code ODDS. ODDS. When you make your deposit and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. Go to PropSwap.com today or download the PropSwap app. Oh, poor PropSwap. You know, I did this thing where I loved Illinois. I loved them at least to get to the final four or something. So um, we picked 10 people in conjunction with PropSwap. We gave them $1,000 tickets for Illinois to win. Um, oh, it paid man. like 10 to one, I think 11. You were going to get $1,100 back, 10 people, 10 lucky people. As it turns out, they were unlucky because they couldn't beat Sister Jean and this freaking Loyola team. Let's go to the Saturday games. Loyola, six and a half, 125 and a half over Oregon State. Um, first of all, Parley Kid, I think that you and I have the most to lose with Illinois. It felt that way on the text exchange, but they never got out of the gate. They got oh. blown out of the gym. They got beat in the second half. They didn't even win the second half. And you were right. Like, you think the athleticism would take over. At some point, there would be a run, right? That's at least what you could count on most of the time with um, having the athleticism edge, that they're going to go on like a 9 nothing run or something. Just never happened. Kofi Coburn yeah. was destroyed inside. Uh, Crutwig became the the America's darling. And they got they got so- crushed. It was, nev- it was never it. a ball game. It was never a ball game. And that's why I said, you know, I'm not a coach killer. The only co- the only coaching I really had a problem with this weekend was Illinois. I, it, it just doesn't seem like there was one adjustment really made uh, ever in that game. They, I think the coach just kind of sat back thinking, we're going to go on this run eventually. Yeah. It never came. And he got, uh, you know, and, 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 and Darryl's coach to- did a masterful job. Masterful job. Yeah. Darren, it goes to say what we said about when we talked to Tate, too, about the coaching, you know, um, about not having a press, not not ever. I mean, when you're Illinois and you're number one and you're the big uh, big dog on the block, you, you have to be able to have some sort of press to make some turnovers. They don't do that anymore. It's such a waste. You get paid th- millions of dollars Whoa. and you don't have a press to have to where you can force turnovers against a team that's uh, supposedly a, a lot smaller than them. Uh, I, yeah, I hope Brad Underwood goes after Harry this week in a press conference. <laughs> I really Honestly, so, so Allison, so we good. talked about this. With Tate. It's a lost art. Why don't teams have full-court presses anymore? Isn't that part of the game? 
I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Brad. <laughs> I hope he takes you to task. <laughs> this nobody. He's got I, I, zero listen, Furman credibility. Got Fur Furman got roasted, but he didn't know what he's talking about. At least I know what I'm talking. About. <laughs> Furman has had a lot of backing, apparently, according to him, and uh, and uh, University of Nevada. Uh, whatever. Well, I'm not going to get into it. But uh, so anyway, Loyola six and a half point favorite. These are Saturday Sweet 16 games. We'll have four. We'll go over the Saturday games today. Thursday we'll go over the. Um, Sunday games, Loyola six and a half point favorite. The over under is one twenty five and a half. Oregon State is the underdog. Brother Bry, you are taking Oregon State. This freaking Pac twelve is what nine and one now. This is yeah, insane what they're doing. Freaking crazy, man. Oregon State plus six and a half. I think the line <laughs> the line is a little high. I mean, look, I'm scared to death of Loyola, right? So Porter Moser is just amazing coach. Throws so many different variations at you, whether it's offensively, defensively. They're super efficient. Kid Crutwick is like, you know, Jokic, um, even, but even in worse shape, you know? So, but to me, six and a half points is a lot. Like you got to love Loyola. I, I think at this point you have to love Loyola as a, as an underdog. You, you just have to go with them as a favorite though, of six and a half. Mm. I think it's too big. Um, like Oregon state, you know, recently they've been on some run, right? So they beat three really good teams in the PAC 12 in their conference tournament. They beat even USC during the season. They dominated the first two games in this tournament so far. They've defended well. They've gotten a lot of contributions, whether it's the kid Thompson or Lucas. Uh, usually those kids hit a big shot when they need it. Mm. I, I, I think the one thing with this game versus especially uh, the Sunday game against mm. Illinois is it's definitely beneficial if you have a week to prepare against, I think, Loyola, right? right? Like the right. teams like Loyola and Syracuse, I think if you only have a day to prepare, it's really tough. So... The fact that they're getting that full week, I think just six and a half points just seems a lot for a mm -hmm. team like, you know, Oregon State's playing so well. And obviously the Pac-12 is actually a very good conference at this point. So um, I just yeah, think not it's too, much, too many points. So I, I got to go with Oregon State, even though I'm scared to death of Loyola. It's so tough because both teams are 5-0 and oh against the number in the last five. But yep. Harry, I agree with you here. You like the under... Um, second ranked defense in the country for Loyola yep. defensive mm -hmm. battle. I could see it like 63, 60, somewhere in there. You like the under as well. Yeah. Uh, under one twenty-five and a half. The Ramblers very methodical on how they get the job done, especially defensively uh, against Georgia tech in the first round Forced 12 turnovers. They shot 30% from three point range. Uh, Georgia tech did uh, Illinois 17 turnovers shot 28% from three um, Loyola 30 games this year. 25 of them, they held the opponents to 60 points or under, and almost mm. half, 13 games, 52 points or under. Meanwhile, Oregon State's defense has been fantastic guarding against the three. First, they beat the held Tennessee to just 56, held, then held Caden Cunningham to just 6 to 20 shooting. Um, Three-point shooting in the – Brian mentioned the Pac-12 tournament. Colorado, 31% from three. Oregon, who looked amazing against Iowa, 24% from three, and UCLA only 25% from three on their way to the championship. And so far in the tournament, Tennessee, 19%, Oklahoma State, 27%. This game is landing under 125 and a half. I'm going to call it right now. Game lands at 115. Whoa, Whoa. 115. Whoa. So like, like 60, 60 to 55, something like yeah. that? Sounds I good. Like, I like that, though. Interesting. That's a good one. I was just handed a note. The day Sister Jean was born, August 21st, 1919, yeah. Babe Ruth tripled and drove in two runs for the Red Sox. <laughs> and apparently Harry had uh, actually bet the Red Sox. He parlayed it with the Boston <laughs> Braves, though, so he lost. Uh, the Buffalo Braves. I don't know. I screwed that up. Whatever. Uh, uh, Parley Kid, if you're a player, if you're Cameron Crutwig, are you getting a little annoyed that Sister Jean is getting all the credit for this team? Like, yeah, we're busting our asses playing defense and running up the court against, um, you know, players who are much more athletic than we are. And we're coming away. And, and she's just sitting in a chair uh, waving. <laughs> Sorry. It would bother I think, me. I I'm haven't like, thought about this, but. You should. Everyone should think about it. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's true. I guess uh, they're probably a little teed off about it. But uh, they seem to be some humble kids. So, yeah. Uh, you know where they are, so maybe, uh, maybe not. They they seem to be a good group of kids, and they've bought into uh, what their coach preaches. So, yeah, uh, and obviously bought into what the sister uh, preaches too. So, uh, Paul, uh, Jim, you're trying to get that picture up. Show um, Harry's brother and Cameron Crutwig. It's pretty close. <laughs> 
It's not that far off, Harry. Your brother, there he is, your dear <laughs> yeah. brother Scott Gagnon. And oh man, they really if there's a if there's a movie, I don't know. If they ever do this, could Scott do it? Could he lose like 270 pounds? And, and Scott's gotta trim up the with? mustache a little bit, right? Well, that's yes, that's the least of his worries, that's I think, in order for able to do this. But um wow. That's why Scott I, I can Scott, that's, Scott can shoot too. I passed that comment. If Crutwig was a foot shorter, right, he'd be picking onions. You know? <laughs> oh my god, that's so good. Right, go back oh, to that no. last picture, Jim. The uh, Halloween one. That's wow, good. look at that. That's good, Harry. You're like that's 100 a pounds lighter in that one. I do. Oh. 120. <laughs> Harry, by the way, you're uh, the Chicago Gagnon. too. Look, he's in from Chicago, right there. Oh, you're right. Go. You're right. I forgot about that. Harry, the Gagnon similarities don't end with uh, Crutwig and, and Scott. I I saw your dad a lot in uh, in Coach Huggins, like your dad from like maybe I, you know what? Years ago. I swear to God, I thought about that the other day too. It, yeah, it's the, the 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 little extra long hair and just right. the look. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just kind of like sloppy. Yeah, <laughs> right. <Yeah>. Sloppy. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go over this uh, second game. Baylor minus six and a half. 140 and a half Villanova <laughs> surprise of Villanova here. They went easy. 73, 63, 84, 61. They never let North Texas in the game. Obviously Jay Wright's doing it without his um, star Colin Gillespie, yeah. who my co-host Rachel Benetta for no reason pronounces Giuseppe and um, <laughs> tells us we're wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's Gillespie. Um, I like uh man. Uh, the, the over is eight and two in the last 10 for Baylor. Yeah. They've scored at least 72 in 23 games this year. Uh, number one in three point accuracy. I think it all catches up to Villanova and yeah. I don't mind laying the big number. Uh, Parley kid, you agree? I do agree here, Sal. Uh, is Baylor, Baylor back to playing the way they were playing mid season? I mean, right. it's hard to judge off two games. But you could say the same thing for Villanova and then really look at Villanova and say, well, they've beaten Winthrop in North Texas so far. Right. Mm -hmm. So they they really they maybe haven't really been challenged yet. They've been fortunate. Uh, and I think it shows in their shooting. They normally shoot 36 percent. They're shooting from three. They're shooting 42 percent so far in this tournament. So a little bit above. Well, pretty much well above of their average. Baylor is third uh, in the country enforcing turnovers. Mm -hmm. I think this is where it catches up to Villanova not having Gillespie around to handle the ball. It's, and Baylor, Harry just talked about applying some pressure, you know, like Illinois not doing it. Baylor likes to do it in the backcourt. They're going to put some pressure on these guards on Villanova. They're going to capitalize. And I actually think they win this game by double digits, Sal. Yeah, I do too. Bri, just too many points for Baylor, right? Yeah, no, I agree. But is it going to be one of those just Nova just continues to kill me, right? Like I, I went, I <laughs> I went, he I went heavy on Winthrop with the points. Then I was like, fuck it, I'm going heavy on North Texas with the points. Mm -hmm. and, but going back, it's like really dumb to go against Jay Wright against these, right. you know, it's such a right. disciplined team versus these, you know, overmatched teams. I, I do think in this one, though, Baylor will, you know, they're going to have the better players on the floor. And, and they just looked... You know, they kind of look like they got back to them their old selves in that Wisconsin game. I, I mm. do think the one thing about Baylor during the year, too, is they go on some crazy runs, especially in the second half. And I, I do get the sense this could be a close game for a while, but then Baylor just kind of opens it up late. All right. I'll go with that. I mean, I think I have a, a couple of things in our uh, futures draft pool. I have <laughs> Baylor. Is everybody else? I know, Jim, you lost all three now, right? Jim Cunningham, you had Oklahoma, you had West Virginia. And, and who Ohio else? State. Yep. All gone. And you and, and who do you blame for that, Jim? Harry. Uh, Sister Jean. No, you were blaming Tate. The I'm other not day, even right? bringing his name up. Oh, I see. <laughs> Jim said earlier, I don't know where he told me. He's like, I don't know anything about this shit. I asked Tate. He's supposed to be an expert, right? Exactly. Uh, exactly. He said it was all set up. He's like, yeah, it's in the Midwest. Gonzaga's not going to get out of the first or second round. Blah, blah, blah. I'm wow. Like, really? Yeah. Jackass. Um, I'll say this. He also, uh, Jimmy also said North Texas had no shot, right? <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot. It's tough. It's tough to keep track of the bad predictions here. Um, Arkansas, 11 and a half, 159 over Oral Roberts. So this is back to Tate for a minute. 
we have this um, elimination pool that Harry just uh, he left, and it was and poor uh, Parley kid kind of got screwed over here. Um, but I, I don't know any way around. I'm trying to figure out. I don't want to go That's through why I didn't all get the rules here. But here's what happened. Um, Parley kid got screwed over because of COVID thing. He had uh, Oregon, but. So he had to take someone with similar odds that uh, alphabetically, and you were left with who? UConn, probably kid? I don't know. Uh, I was given BYU in that game. BYU. Yeah, I, right. I, yeah, I really didn't have a choice in the matter. But uh, I talked to Jamie, and uh, look, the rules were the rules. They were set forth. Uh, he had uh, them uh, explained. Yeah. I, I can't complain. I cannot good, complain about you're it. You're a good man. All right. Because this is tough to run, and it's also... But anyway, so I was out of it. Tate was out of it. I had lost... I got crushed i had texas and virginia uh so i, I lost that saturday so was that what it was yeah whatever the yep. second day tate tries to buy back in after losing friday and not doing anything saturday and jamie's like ah you can't do that we haven't done that you have to if you buy <laughs> back in you have to buy so i'm on all these emails i'm like well i'm allowed to buy back in because i just lost so tate let's take your five that you were going to go we can't go arkansas oh, we can't go I forgot who we couldn't go, but so I replaced it with Arkansas. Um, one of the teams is Oral Roberts that Tate picks. I was like, all right, so this is a waste of $50 to buy back in. Um, and the parlay would have paid 41 to one odds. So wow. do we do the parlay? No, of course we don't do the parlay. We put the submission in. We go five for five. We're back in the pool, uh, except I had $2,000 on Florida money line over Oral Roberts. <laughs> So I can't get out of my own goddamn way when it comes to this. Like it's well, the dumbest thing in the world. Like I, well, I, 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 I put one foot in front of the other here. It's so it's, stupid. It is. It is really funny though, right? So because you're like, I mean, if you win this pool, you know, it's oh, it's nothing. It's, you know, it's, wh it's whatever it grand. is. But like, if yeah. you put just that fifty dollars on the four on those five right. teams, you would have won more than you would have won for the pool. Yeah, someone bought back in yesterday and went <laughs> six for six. Would have paid like seven to one. Like that's more than so you're, much you're less get. aggravation. I know you seem you, you don't seem aggravated at all, Harry. It's so good. now part. Like, like so now, yeah, I'm not because I didn't get in the context. I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> you were so crying for the first 20 minutes of this podcast. <laughs> Crazy. It all gets buried. It doesn't matter. Anyway, Arkansas, 11 and a half, 159. Oral Roberts, brother Bry, you are going with the underdog and Max Acemas. Even though there's a B in his name, this guy averages more points than anyone in the country. Um, you like Oral Roberts in the big number. Yeah, I like the I like the eleven and a half. I think it's gonna you know both teams are top twenty scoring teams. I think it's gonna be high scoring. Uh, full disclosure, I did jump on Florida Gulf Coast years <laughs> ago against Florida in the Sweet Sixteen, and and when we were in Vegas, Sal, and that yeah. didn't go well for me. Uh, but I will say this: Oral Roberts team, it's a little bit different than years past, right? Their early non-conference games, they played Missouri, Wichita State, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Arkansas, and a lot of those games. I mean. One or two of them were blowouts, but a lot of them were competitive games. Um, and the first matchup against Arkansas, right? They led by as many as 12, Oral Roberts did. They led for three quarters of that game. It took a huge Arkansas second half to actually win that game. So at this point, you'd have to say Oral Roberts from the beginning of the year where they struggled, they're significantly better team. Um, Ace was really, I think he was poor in the first meeting too, but you have two of the best scorers in the country. Uh, O'Banner's been, uh, he looks like one of the best players in the country yeah. just overall. You know, when there's a wide open three, um, it seems like he's going to make it. I think they keep this within the 11 and a half. I, I mean, this is a game like if you said, you know, if you said now Oral Roberts is wins this game, I, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked. But 11 and a half points seems like a lot. So, so I think I, I have to take that here. It is a lot. They're good. They have some scores. Uh, they're six and zero against the number. I could see it like 83-75 kind of yeah. uh, final. 11, 11 and a half is a lot for uh, Arkansas. I like Oral Roberts being around. The Oral jokes. There's no shortage of the Oral jokes. It's terrific. I think uh, Kevin Hench had the best he, in a text exchange. I'm going to blow it out here, but he says uh, Oral gave all of our brackets anal. <laughs> And Oral Roberts gave all of them. But anyway, uh, I like them. Uh, plus the points. Um, Arkansas is fun. Was Arkansas, Texas Tech the best game in the tournament? I'm trying to figure out. All the yesterday games were shit. Was, uh, what was the best game of the uh, tournament so far? That was a very good one. 
Um, that, that was a really good one. Couple, that, couple uh, went to overtime. That UCSB one was good. Oh, that so was good. That, yeah, that, that, oh, that Harry, 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 you liked that one, right? That was a fun game. Um, all right, Harry, you're going over in this game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first, how in the world did this Oral Roberts team finish fourth in the Summit Conference? Amazing, honestly. Yeah. I mean, Ace Smith and O'Banner have been phenomenal. O'Banner, 58 points in two games. Uh, last 11 games for Oral Roberts, they've averaged 84 points. Plus, it matters down the stretch here. Their top three scores shoot 89% or better from the free throw line. Meanwhile, Arkansas plays at a high tempo as well, 85 points or more. Um, in 12 games this year, senior Justin Smith has been the go-to guy so far in the tournament. He scored 20 or more points, three straight games. He's 28 of 41 in his last three games from the field. And I mentioned last Thursday, uh, freshman uh, Moses Moody, who I thought is going to have a big tournament, hasn't had that big of a tournament. He had like 12 points and 15 points. I expect him to have a big game against Oral Roberts, score some points. So over 159.5 is the play here. Mm. All right. A lot of points uh, for a game like this. But either way, uh, Coach uh, Musselman is doing a terrific job. Bang up job by Musselman. I, I, only good things to say about him. All right, Harry, your team. Uh, Syracuse, six-point underdog to Houston. The Cougars, uh, 140 is the over-under. Went down from 140 and a half from last night. Uh, this is a stay away for me, at least as far as, you know, what is this, Tuesday morning we're recording this? I hate this. I hate watching these Syracuse games. I don't know. Um Probably kid, does the zone have to eat everybody up the 12, first 12 minutes of the game? I get what everyone's saying that when you have one day to prepare for Syracuse, yeah. but Harry's father, Bob Huggins, Harry's father, 2002, Bob Huggins. Um, I don't know. Why does it have to be 26-14 before everyone figures out the zone? Well, that's the thing. I mean, Bayham is on record just the other day as saying that that's why they don't play as well in their conference because the teams kind of have his zone figured yeah. out. So uh, there's, you know, a little advantage uh, here in the tournament for him. Uh, Mm -hmm. It should not be that difficult uh, to figure out a lot of these teams. They'll put a guy in the middle of the zone. That's really not a shooter. They'll put the big man in the middle. You really should probably put a guard in the middle of that zone who can turn face the basket dish or basically shoot a free throw and you'll have a lot more success. So I think uh, you might, you might see that Um, if you're asking me in this game, so if I can just do my my pick right here, is it, can I roll right sure. into that, Sal? Yeah, I, I, got, uh, yeah. I am taking Houston here. Uh, yeah. At minus six, I think Kelvin Sampson is a very good coach. I know Harry's not a big fan uh, of uh, Kelvin Sampson. But, He's uh, a cheater. Uh, oh, boy. This is uh, bad. I mean, this is bad. I mean, Syracuse has had some Darren, you're a coach too, of 30 years. Come on. Wait a minute. You can't throw darts, ruined two re- ruined You're a two Syracuse schools. Th- you're Even in the pros, staff. he was a scum when he was an assistant coach. Oh, my God. I Whoa, mean, poor, poor Todd goodness. Furman. He says, one, what did what he is, say? Harry <laughs> has been just vicious the last couple of days. With I the, know. The well, language. You don't get, listen, you don't, if you don't get three assists, I turn into, I, I turn into a, a nasty guy. <laughs> <laughs> but so, look, I, I, I like Houston here just for the fact that I like, I think that win against Rutgers was a good win. They had to grind it out. Yeah. Right. right, they scored their season low, sixty-three points, and still pulled out a victory. Mm-hmm. Uh, Syracuse is hot, but the Cougars have now won nine straight themselves. And here is the thing: I think we have to look at Syracuse is shooting fifty percent from three, and they're shooting like fifty-four percent overall from the field in this tournament so far. What goes up must come down. The Cougars mm-hmm. play at kind of a they can play a stifling defense. They're going to get out on the shooters better than the other teams have. This, if Syracuse cannot keep this shooting pace up, they will not win this game. I think the Cougars get a late cover here. Oh. And they cover the six. All right, Harry. There you go. It's a pretty good argument uh, Parlay Kid made for pretty Houston. Good. Pretty good. But then again, you know, we're talking about the player of the tournament. Buddy Bayheim lighting it up still. 55 in the tournament, hitting threes all over the place. He's got 113 points in his last four games. Um, I said last pod in 2016, they made a run like this. It's a 10 seed, and as 11 seed, they're doing just fine here. The 2-3 zone can work, especially against teams like San Diego State, who were not familiar with it, that come out of the Mountain West. Houston fits that situation a little bit, too. I don't know, Samson. Darren, if they're going to have them ready. I don't know He's if they're going to get out. Get them ready. 
That's true, but I don't know if they're going to get out on the, uh, you know, if they're going to be able to go out and uh, and defend Syracuse like you say they're going to defensively. I don't know. Uh, Cuse has to uh, rebound, especially, uh, and not allow too many second chances opportunities. Houston is good down low, but they're not that good of a shooting team. Syracuse plus six against a, uh, what are they, the uh, the athletic uh, American Athletic Conference that doesn't see this either. Take Syracuse plus the six. They've mm. got the, and plus they've got the history on their side too. All right, brother Brian. We I think um, <clears throat> we get we play guess the lines almost as soon as the matchups uh, bear out, and we were very also surprised. I think this opened at seven in some spots. Yeah, we, we I, thought, think, I, we I thought think it'd I, be like three, right? Three, three. I and think a half. I I think I guess like two. I think I yeah. guess even the lower number because I was like right away. I I think I watching the Cuse game and then watching Houston and Rutgers. I'm like, oh my god, Syracuse is going to win this next game too. But I think you're going to know. It's funny. I think in the Cuse Loyola games, you kind of know right away how that those games are going, right? If yeah. Cuse if Cuse is up like six or eight early, you're like, oh, fuck. like it's gonna, they're gonna cover that number, you know? Right. Like I, yeah. You know, but Brian, but Brian, when Syracuse played San Diego State, I know the zone was working, but for a lot of times in that first half, San Diego State had a lot of open looks. They just could knock down anything the last seven yeah. minutes of the first half. Yeah, I mean, if you move the ball <laughs> well, you're gonna get plenty of open looks. Yeah, it's just a. I guess it's just. It's just such a fast pace. It's just hard for these kids to make the shots with against that D. All right, so those are the Saturday games. We'll hit you with the Sunday games on Thursday. Yes, the tournament down to just 16 teams. And if you've been watching from the sidelines, now is your chance to get in on the action. FanDuel Sportsbook is hooking you up with exclusive 30-to-1 odds on all 16 teams left in the bracket. All right, let me do the math there. 30, if you can get 30-to-1 on all six. No, that's no good, right, Harry? That's like if... If roulette offered 70 to one around every number, does that make sense? I, w- I wish. How do they do it? Fandle, even the top seeds, <laughs> new users get 30 to one odds on any team to win their next game this round. All right. Arkansas <laughs> over Oral Roberts, 30 to one, do it. $150 on a $5 bet. All you have to do is download the Fandle Sportsbook app. Make your first deposit to unlock exclusive 30 to one odds. App is so easy to use, and when you win, you get paid in as little as 24 hours. Just sign up with promo code against all odds so they know we sent you. That's FanDuel Sportsbook, promo code against all odds. Hey, both MVP and Rookie of the Year awards were shucking up in a big way this weekend when a high ankle sprain for LeBron and LaMelo fractured wrist out for the year, shakes up the MVP odds. Jokic minus 110 now is the favorite. Embiid, who is supposed to come back soon, and LBJ, who we don't know is coming back when uh, six to one odds. Giannis plus 650. Lillard and Harden 11 to one. And Luca, who went into this thing as the favorite, is 14 to one odds. Um, Parlay Kid, you'll, you, I've, I've heard a couple people talk about this. Tell me how Dame Lillard can win MVP. Uh, so I've been on Lillard really since the beginning of the year. I think when we yeah. first, uh, before the season started, I think. Uh, you guys can refresh my memory. I gave him out at either 30 or 40 to 1, I think, for MVP odds. And I think then when Jerry uh, was hosting the show, I think I gave him uh, at 19 to 1 odds. Now he's sitting at 11 to 1 odds. I think mm. it's it's kind of strange because I think tonight itself is kind of a big matchup between uh, Lillard and Harden tonight, both right. sitting at 11 and a 1. So I think the winner of tonight is going to go up. You know, the odds might change depending. Lillard, look, he's averaging over 30 points a game. He averages seven and a half assists a game, almost four and a half rebounds a game. I also think he is still going to be good down the stretch here, right, for about three or four 40-plus games. That's just mm-hmm. the way he plays. All right, so I think this is the best. 11-1, to it's only going to get like 8-1, to 7-1. to He's second in the M- uh, NBA.com Kia MVP ladder. Whoa. So they have him ranked second. If that means anything to anybody, it really doesn't mean that much to me. Uh, but That sounds like something I would come up with. What was that? Uh, exactly. <laughs> Look, I, I, yeah, I was doing some research <laughs> to see what, where he falls. And so in some circles, he's as high as like the second uh, right. leading MVP candidate right now. I think at 11 to 1, he's going to have a game. He's you and you know he's going to have like a 50 point game sprinkled in here with some 40 point games. Grab him now at 11 to 1. I think uh if they go, if they go forward and win, and win 
43, 40 game, 44 games, Portland, and they have close to a uh, 600 winning percentage. Well, He's so that's great, the thing, right? right? So now. Portland has to do well, too, usually. because So they're close to 600 right and, now, 60%, right. And, 25 and, McC- and 17. With, with C.J. McCollum back, I think they can keep, you know, I think they'll end up somewhere in that range, Sal, and that's 600%. <clears throat> I wonder if they're uh, a six seed, if that's good enough, but it could, because they could be right there with a six seed with that record, but that's Well, because we're talking Jokic is in the same spot, right? right. But he's such sure. an overwhelming favorite right now, and his team has the same record as Portland. This is such a weird year. I mean, so, last year it was Giannis almost all the way through. It was a little bit close, but then he had the all-star. Everyone saw him dunk in the all-star break. This is two years ago, uh, and he won it. Yeah, I, man, this is uh, this is tough. I'm going the other way. Brian, I'm going with you with Harden. Kind of the same. Well, first of all, LeBron could come back uh, tomorrow, right? They could inject him with something like, oh, what you know, it's going to be a Space Jam 2 kind of thing where he just like – uh, just kind of shakes it off and is back in. Um, Harden's getting 38 minutes. He's a workhorse this year. Two weeks ago, he had three triple doubles in a row. He's getting his shots. I mean, that was a concern, right, with this team. Durant's not in there now, but with this crazy team, he's getting eight or nine threes he's able to put up per game. And uh, I just feel like the parlay kid, he's going to go five straight with 40 games. I think it's coming. Um, what do you think, Bri? Yeah, I like that. I I do like I like any of these long odds. You know, I like you know I like Giannis a little bit. Although I don't I don't think I like those odds, but I don't think he's gonna win. But I do like Lillard, Harden, even Luca because Luca's mm-hmm. been fantastic. To, uh, Dallas has been one of the best teams over the last probably ten to fifteen games, and his numbers have been outstanding. So I think you have to look seriously at Harden, Dame, Luca at this point. Uh, but you're right, Sal. I mean. I think even in this month alone, Harden's had five triple doubles. I mean, he's mm-hmm. had some crazy triple double games, uh, but he's keeping everything under control, right? He's been the man there. Yeah. They, they've been forced to play some games with no names. I mean, I know they still have some other players on that team, but there's been games where their lineups or the guys coming off the bench are, you know, you never heard of some of these guys. And even with Kyrie on the floor, you know, Harden's been that stabilizing force. Well, I mean, they're, they're the top of the East. You know, they're right at the top. They're a game back, and it's definitely because of Harden. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he doesn't get votes because either Kyrie or people just don't like the way he handled the Houston situation. Yeah, but right. I just think at the current odds, yeah, I think you have to really take it seriously. The, I know uh, Perkins and Gina, I know they've been touting him too for, for weeks here as well, yeah. but I, I think it... His odds should be a little lower at this well, point. Well, you blur your eyes. They're in first place. They're in first place since he got there, right? Yeah. He's on a he has crazy games every night, and he's eleven to one odds. Like I don't well, know, it just would make. I sense. think the next three hardened. games are telling because Kyrie right. is not playing in the next three games. Yep. So for sure, uh, at least the next three games. So if if Harden goes uh, three and zero without Kyrie or Durant here, uh, yep. those eleven to one odds are going to seriously be sitting at like five to one, if not. Yeah, uh, better in these after these three games. All right, Harry, we mentioned Giannis, and you like him at uh, plus six fifty. <laughs> he sat yesterday, and they won by forty, Milwaukee, uh, and, uh, uh, which yeah. uh, prompted Skip Bayless to say, "Hmm, Giannis sits," and they went by forty. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what he's saying. They were nine and one the last ten. Um, anyway, Giannis plus six fifty. Uh, the the knock against it is they don't usually give it three years in a row. Them only. Like Bird and what, like only a few players have, have done it, and that's why he wasn't favored even going into the year. But you like him right now. Well, I'll make a I'll make a case for him. By the way, uh, Darren, I hope you're right at least tonight about Lillard um, scoring big. I, I'm going for five in a row on extrapoints.com. Oh, I do have the Blazers minus two, but I will take Giannis. Uh, make a case from Milwaukee. It's only one and a half back of Philly after going like you mentioned, Sal, nine and one the last ten. Mm. Uh, they have the best point differential in the Eastern Conference, a lot because of Giannis. Uh, he's in the top five in scoring and rebounds. Uh, Embiid is not. And in 40 games that he's played this year, he's led Milwaukee in points, rebounds, and assists in the game in 17 of them. He's led in two of, two of three of those categories in 33 of 40 games. Embiid, a two of three, just 15. Lillard, just 25. So with only being a, a game and a half back of Philly and making a run, Giannis is definitely a candidate. 
All right. Well, I think what we prove is uh, there's like seven really great players in the <laughs> NBA, and two of them are hurt right now. So it's gonna, it's uh, anyone's game here. Um, but there is some value out there in Harden, in Dame, and in uh, Giannis. Now, Rookie of the Year, different story. Lamelo Ball just lighting the world on fire. The greatest thing anyone's ever seen. Uh, runaway. I looked the morning uh, that he got hurt. He was minus five fifty to win the award for Rookie of the Year, and now Edwards is the favorite at minus 210. Hmm. Um, Lamelo is out with a fractured wrist. Halliburton, five to one odds. Quickly, quickly, if he would have had a little quicker of a start, maybe Parley Kid, Brother Brian, might have been in the running, 24 to one. And Wiseman, who was uh, top three to start the year, is 65 to one. Um, he's another one. He's, he's been hurt too, right? I feel like he's, he's lost some yep. games. Um, but Brother Bry, you're going with LaMelo. Our friend Alec bombards us with LaMelo text. <laughs> what a, I really feel like I, uh, I don't know what it is. I feel like I, I have one less job now. I don't have to feel the LaMelo like or something. Like, oh my God, this is great. We got a little vacation. You still think he's done enough though? I think so. It's weird to think, right? There's like 30 games left, right? And we're I'm already crowning him the winner, but I do think at two to one, it's still worth it. Uh, Edwards at minus 210 might be, I don't know, it's a little risky. I know he's been improving. I think he's averaging 25 points a game, but and he's going to be a big time scorer in the NBA. He just, his shooting is still, I mean, they're playing on a poor team. He gets to shoot 30 times a night. Uh, yeah. His team's not winning. His team's not winning. Um, I don't know, although you could say a few more multiple 30 point games. Um, and right. he, he probably he'll probably get the votes. I just think overall, Lamelo, uh, he's exceeded everybody's expectations. Was better than everybody thought, uh, for the most part. Uh, his numbers were great, especially once he became a starter. So I don't think they're necessarily going to punish him mm. uh, for a late season injury. I know we were we were bitching about yeah. this last year with Zion having a potential shot of winning it with so few games, but he started so late and Morant was so good, so. And he uh, ended up getting third. He was third, right? And I think yeah, he was third yeah, he votes. ended up getting third. But yeah, I yeah. think Lamelo's done enough numbers wise that at two to one, I think it's still worth it. Sixteen points, six rebounds, six assists, uh, about a steal and a half per game. And this is what I think you have going for you. He won back to back Eastern Conference Rookie of the Month awards in January and February. Yeah. Parley Kid, you agree it's Lamelo's to lose, and you don't even have to do anything. Yeah, like Brian is saying, I was all over Morant last year. I said, no way can Zion win this uh, Rookie of the Year award. Right. Um, but, I, you know, at that point, I think the difference is, and I know Shannon Sharp uh, was um, saying there's no way uh, LaMelo could win with this injury now. But I think it was a little different because of the, you know, we were talking last year about the grind of the season. LaMelo was kind of in this grind of the season already, and he took a team that was kind of yeah. irrelevant and made them relevant. Whereas uh, the Houston Rockets lost 20 straight games and they still don't have the worst record in the NBA because that belongs to Anthony Edwards and the Minnesota T-Wolves. So uh, he's he has the luxury of playing on a team where he can hoist up 20 mm. to 30 shots a game. Nobody seems to care uh, over there. And uh, that's the luxury that he has. I know... Uh, Kendrick Perkins is all is all uh, all about him right now. Yeah. But I think Lamelo did enough, and don't look. I think we're he's getting second opinions right now. Do not be surprised if he comes back for the last five or six games, mm -hmm. does okay, and that vaults him over the top here. I know people saying his season looks like it's over. It might not be. Okay, we just had a wrestler with no ACLs win a, the NCAA wrestling tournament. Lamelo Ball could possibly come back. Uh, late season for a little flurry here to maybe wow. put the uh, the Hornets into a playoff situation or not seal a playoff situation for them late. So I wow. would take him. I don't love the minus 210 for Edwards. All right, we're making news. Dave Damashek made news that Brad Stevens is going to Indiana. Parley Kidd is saying LaMelo Ball will be back in uh, <laughs> May to bring uh, the Hornets to that eight seed, to get, get them in there. I'll say this. I don't know how... And Harry, you're going to take Edwards here, and I agree. And D'Angelo Russell says Edwards is the rookie of the year. I, I love when that shit happens. Um, <laughs> he's played 41 out of what's going to be 72 games, right? He's played 57% of the games. And I, that wouldn't get you the award in any other sport, right? Uh, Joe Burrow plays nine games. He's not getting it before he gets hurt. 
Yeah. Two years ago, Pete Alonzo plays 90 games. I wonder if there should be a minimum. I wonder if there should be a minimum percentage. And by the way, I think it was 1992 when Dave Magadan had like uh, less than 400 plate appearances, but batted. Uh, I, I don't know what year it was. Remember that year? What was the year? 1990. I think he batted like 320. I don't, I don't remember what it was, but I was like, uh, there was a minimum plate appearance thing and he lost out. Um, yeah. I don't know, Harry. You like Edwards here? I feel like 31 games is a lot to miss in a full season. Yeah, I mean, uh, like you mentioned, Sal, ball 16, 6, and 6, better than what I've expected, too. But uh, going to miss a ton of games here. 30 is a lot. And uh, probably getting and Brian exaggerating a little bit on Edwards with 30 oh. shots a game. Uh, he's getting 17, 5, and 3. But over his last 10 games, he's averaging 25 points a game. And he had his best uh, week as a, as a rookie la uh, last week. Uh, Three-game stretch. He had 34 versus Portland, 29 versus the Lakers, and a career high. He had 42 in a win at Phoenix. Um, Edwards is only getting better. Ball missing that many games. I think it's Edwards is here at minus 210. All right. Well, the important thing is Joel Solomon just uh, cashed in on a bet. He said he he had over one-and-a-half NCAA wrestling references by the Parlay Kids. And that just <laughs> <laughs> At the 54-minute mark, it, it happened. Good job by you, Joel. Uh, Darren, by the way, I did turn to that. I was flipping around on Saturday, and I did flip around. I did see it. for. I watched about 30 seconds, and I'm, I'm sorry. It was awful. It was boring. <laughs> so uh, boring. Some, Harry, this is the have, worst. Harry, have some more respect for these guys. They're absolutely I'm not saying they're not phenomenal. athletes. They're amazing. But watching is awful. By the way, Harry wouldn't even be able to make a weight class. He wouldn't. Funny? He wouldn't. Right. He wouldn't. Right. He would heavyweight. Why not? Heavyweights 265. He's over that. 265 uh, to what? Can you be no, 270? No, you, no, no, you can't. No, no, that's the limit. Yeah, no, that's the limit. That's another. Oh, that's another reason why wrestling's stupid. Then <laughs> whether it's gambling or weight, he just, he disregards limits. He doesn't care. <laughs> he, is, uh, <laughs> he has those all released. All right. Sharp tank. Let's get out of here. Three best bets. I'm going to jump on one. Um, Harry, you are taking NIT action later in the week. Yeah, I'm going to on Thursday. I hit my NIT for the Sharp Tank last uh, Thursday with SMU. Uh, I'm going to jump back on. I'm going to take Colorado State, the Rams, minus 108. Uh, well, it's a pick, but minus 108 versus NC State. The Wolfpack just 14 and 10. Rams 19 and 6. Uh, NC State. Um, had a stretch during the season where they just went two and eight. The Rams have, play, have four players who average 10 points uh, or more. As a team, they shoot 47% uh, from the field. They're an 80% free throw shooting team. They've held opponents to 62 points or less in more than half their games this season. Give me Colorado State, minus 108. Basically a pick against NC hmm. State. All right, Brother Bry, what you got? All right, well... This is kind of a last-minute thing. So I was planning on taking Boise State, getting four-and-a-half against Memphis, but I'm going to change it up. I was just checking oh. the odds, and I was like, you know what? There's golf starting tomorrow, Yes, right, yeah. So golf starting tomorrow. Match play, I'm, baby. I'm going to take, in the first, first round, I'm going to take Patrick Reed, minus 110 over Bubba Watson. Um, a, tie, a tie here is a loss, I will, I will say, if you're mm -hmm. looking on FanDuel. Um, but yeah, Patrick Reed historically pretty good in match play. And then when you look at Watson, just he's been terrible for the last, I mean, since the start of this year, right? He's in, in five tournaments, he's missed the cut three times. The other time he finished, well, 22nd and 54th, but missing the cut three mm -hmm. out of five tournaments to start the year. Um, I think that number seems low. So I'm going to jump on, uh, I'm going to jump on uh, fat Patrick. Wow. Although, All know, right. I usually hate him, but I'll, I'm, I'm going with him. Wow. Now, how are they doing this? They're because uh, I bet it's Bryson really weird. on Fox Bet Live. I bet Bryson today to make the quarterfinals at plus two twenty or something. Harry, didn't I bet that? I forgot yeah. what I did. Um, but what? So how do they? How do they do it? How many golfers are there? Is it sixty well, six, four? Right? Yeah, it's like a regular bracket. Sixty four. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there's 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 16 groups of four, right? And then one advances out of the four. At one out of the okay, so you get 16 winners, one from each group. So right. you have Bryson yeah, winning his group. Sal's out. Yeah, I, I probably should have looked at it. Well, you have Bryson closely. winning his group, and then he's got to win what the quarterfinals are. What Friday, Harry? Yeah. yeah. So, so to get he, through Friday, he's oh winning. Okay. Or, or, or no, he's, he's got to get through he, tomorrow and Thursday. 
He's got to get through his group, and then in the also. Front, right. yeah, and, I have Bryson winning his group this week. That's what you I do. Mean. All right. Yeah. Okay, so, so we you, like you're in that. good shape. I I nail every golf bet. So nice. Well, but then <laughs> I, you, but Russell Henley, the Darren, good one. Quite, quite the contrary, though, with the UFC, you could just go golf here, parlay kid, and get a win. Well, I probably will come back to golf later in the week because my sharp tank golf uh, have been hitting. We hit with Henley, top five, and uh, right. miraculously went from what was he, Harry, like thirteenth late on Sunday. He uh, all of a sudden with a a birdie or two down the, the last few holes, he jumps back into the top five. Got a little lucky with that. I but, didn't even want to jinx you. He had like a 40 or 50 footer on like 13, I think. And uh, I was like, wow, he's this is good. He's back in. Uh, it was amazing. All right. So I was already on was 18 to, to get the top five. And, and that was nice. So appreciate that. I've uh, been, you know, lucky, probably lucky with the golf. But I'm coming out of retirement here to take uh, UFC. So we got a big fight. Yeah. This weekend with Stipe and Ngannou. Um, look, the, probably one of my biggest wins ever was Stipe in the first uh, go around between these yep. two. Yep. And so, look, here's the deal. And I know it, a couple weeks ago, Blades kind of screwed me with this, my philosophy on this. But I'm going to take the guy who's just the better all-around fighter That's in these fights. Okay. <laughs> He, he's getting, he's a plus, he's plus 104 on FanDuel. If Ngannou doesn't get him out in the first or maybe second round, this fight is Stipe's. I'm betting on that Stipe will be smart enough. Uh, he's, again, he's a, he's the better wrestler here. And we've seen how frustrating is it to be on the other side of these fights when you have the guy who, you know, you don't have the wrestler and you see the other guy on the, on the mat. 90% yeah. of the fight just getting controlled. And you're like, why did I bet this guy? We saw it this week with Brunson and Holland. Right. Uh, we saw it. It was ridiculous. So just take the better wrestler here. Take Stipe plus 104. Uh, I think the guy just mm. will get it done again. All right. I was looking at this. I was looking at this match. And, uh, oh, first of all, the question is, is he a new fighter since he lost the first time, right? He's got a 20-second win. He's got a 71-second win. He's got a 26-second win. He's crushed everybody, right? His last four matches haven't gone a minute and a half. Well, so, right after the Stipe fight, right? What what was he the lost fight? to what Derek was Lewis? Yeah, it was, it was yeah, it was Lewis, and that was like one of the the worst all time fights, right, in UFC history. I think that's bad. why everybody was down on Ghana, right? Because he threw they both threw like ten punches and Ghana threw like three in that whole fight. Uh, but he's, I mean, he's been great. But so here's uh, what I'm thinking, though. I, uh, sorry, I'll get back to your bet, but the the. Over under under four and a half rounds was minus four hundred, and I was like, oh yeah, these guys will kill each other. But really, it's all Stipe could just like wrestle. He could be happy just wrestling. Isn't that a isn't that a hefty plus for the decision, Bry? Yeah, especially with the way the first fight went. It was yeah. just you know Stipe just controlled that, and he was very smart about it. And I would think he's going to be very smart about it again. There's no point of him standing there and trading punches with them the whole time. Maybe late, you know, if Nagano's really wild and tired, you know. Uh, but I mean, I think Nagano tires early. Like, I mean, go after all these guys like he did in the first minute, and then if he can't strike gold, like, it's just like Stipe's going to out-wrestle him. Uh, I'm going to go with you, Parlay Kid. I think uh, a, a decision after five rounds for Stipe. And, and, you get and, plus you know, Stipe's getting older, Sal, but... Uh, and, you know, I was all over Cormier in his last fight, and he was masterful in that yes. second fight against Cormier. Masterful. So Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That was great. And this is the first new opponent for in the heavyweight uh, championship. I'm not saying this right. In years now, right? This is now it's been it's been because it's yeah. been Stipe. Yeah, it's been like over two years, I think, since there's been a different opponent. Th thanks, guys. I need Nagano for 600. Thanks, guys. <laughs> you do? <laughs> yeah. Why? He didn't realize they I'm, fought once already. Uh, no, I Get, do. I, I took Nagano. <laughs> last fight, if there were ten guys in the ring, in, in the octagon, he would have killed all of them. He was so good. I mean, why is he minus one? I didn't understand the line minus one. Is that how it works? Is that how they do it? If they put it up like, hey, well, yeah, but if it was ten guys in their octagon, well, it would have won. Well, listen, that's what this I need. Not, you guys uh, are going against it's not right. match play at the Dell Technology, Harry. They, it's one. Well, on last one. time, last time we were talking about this fight, you guys were praising Nagano, how great he is. 
I don't remember. He is very good. I don't. I don't know. I don't I mean, think we had a podcast. He is, back he is very good. I just the first fight was so dominating. It's hard with the odds that you get. It's hard to back and gone right. in this one. Did Nagano go to Syracuse? What am I missing here? <laughs> yeah. All right. I think he went to Toro Law School. Actually, <laughs> ah, you son of a bitch. All right, Harry. What do you got going on uh, at AAO Harry? Right at AAO Harry. Uh, definitely, if you want more golf picks, Parlay Kid on Best Bet Corner has been hot. Uh, we got many picks for um, the match play and uh, just going to watch games. By the way, watch <laughs> games this weekend. But Sal, I might, I might, I might be in California this weekend. Oh, no. What do you got going on? I got to come up and see the boys. Nothing. But we got a lot of um, we got a lot of uh, comments on Harry doing his Syracuse pick from the, you know, the produce section in a grocery store. Unmasked. Right, Jim Cunningham? What happened there? Harry, Unmasked at midnight. What the, the, the virus knows what time it is. It's like uh, you're all, everybody's good. <laughs> Nobody's yeah, some, around. I think what someone happened, said um, Harry's not not wearing a mask at the at the grocery store. Gross. <laughs> somebody also somebody also said it's the first time he's ever seen fruit. <laughs> that, that's true. No, well, actually, it was, it was funny because somebody sent, comments are right on. Somebody it. sent um, an SL SNL video from. A few weeks ago, that was fantastic. It was spot on. It was it was people making a video in a grocery store with no masks on. It was so uh, good. That's oh, good. Yes. <laughs> and Harry uh, and Jim Cunningham put together a nice thing of Harry. Well, God damn it, it looks like Harry, all orange, smacking around in West Virginia. Oh, that was so good. It was really funny. Jim, you're at uh, the Eyes Are Ones while we have you here, right? Yeah, bet Jim Cunningham and the Eyes Are Ones. All right. Brother Bry at the Brother Bry. Lots at the of... Brother Bry. Yep. I'll be watching uh, women's basketball today because there's nothing else on. And uh, yeah, I'll look forward to a little bit of a break tomorrow, I guess. All right. Parley Kid, happy birthday. 51. Good job yeah. by you. Thanks, this, Sal. This is a tough, I appreciate tough it. Happy birthday, survive. pal. You did it. And uh, would you celebrate it by watching uh, your favorite Kellyanne Conway on American Idol? I don't know. What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just watching sports all last night. I have, uh, I have uh, been watching American Idol. I think it was on last night. I have it recorded. I have to watch uh, that tonight, too. I'm back in. I haven't watched it. I can't tell you when the last time I watched it, but it's very it was, a lot of talent was, this year. A yeah, lot was, of talent. It was. It probably was that Daughtry year. It really probably, probably was, was around Sorry. Daughtry. Yeah, probably was around Harry's uh, Daughtry. Have not watched it, but I, I am really into it. There should be some odds on... Uh, you well, know, there used win, to be, be there. There used yeah. to be the the illegal offshores would have it in the in the um, you know what was his name, the the Clay Aiken days and the Ruben Stoddard days and the heyday of uh, American Idol. I swear to God, they had odds on it. But uh, Clay Aiken's in my top five yeah. of all time. And I, I tell you what, we have some guys uh, that are uh, really into wrestling. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I I wasn't listening to what Harry said. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> we have some guys that really into wrestling. They're going to be uh, who listen to our podcast. They are really? going to be upset with Harry. Upset. They the, are. That tournament. That tournament is unbelievable. Listen, Fantastic. Listen, you want the winning. You want the winning school, Darren. I'm giving it to you right now. Iowa State. There you go. Mm. All right. Wow. It was. I it was actually say, Iowa. But you do. You do get. Oh, a I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying. Oh, it's over. Okay, good. <laughs> Clay Aiken did uh, place fourth in the nationals at 129 for Lock Aiken. <laughs> So, not many people know that. Um, <laughs> all right. That'll do it for another episode of Against the Odds. Check me out. Fox Bet Live Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. Eastern on FS1 for the Degenerate Trifecta. Heel producer Jim Cunningham. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Now